0: Welcome to the Europe is Coming podcast, taking you inside the minds of Europe's best CrossFit athletes and the people behind them.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back. This is episode two of the new podcast, Europe is Coming. My name is Vicky McLeod. This time around, I've got you an extremely honest interview with the pretty amazing Solveig Sigurdotir, recorded just a couple of weeks before she won the Madrid CrossFit Championship. Solo and I talk about her early success as part of a team and qualifying for the CrossFit Games in 2016, her struggles to find herself as an individual athlete, her ongoing relationship with food and her body, social media, gender equality in CrossFit, and a whole lot more. So let's get to it. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And um, thank you for being here with me today. It is almost at the end of September now. Mm -hmm. So it's still hot outside in New Yeah, Still beautiful weather, still getting the suntan going trying (laughs) using the days (laughs) but you you're originally from iceland Mm -hmm. and i suppose sunshine is a a bit of a novelty to you guys yeah
0: it gets rough during the year during the winter
1: what is it like there in the winter
0: um it's pretty harsh it's um well i don't want to speak like it's all bad but it is. It is pretty hard. Um, so we don't get much sunlight. So basically you wake up and it's dark and then you go to work and the sun comes up at like, I don't know, like 11.30-ish and it's at, again, around three. So you got
1: four hours of sunlight. Yeah,
0: and you're basically inside when that happens. So you like get up and it's dark, you come home from work and it's dark and it's just like that circle for a few months.
1: Wow. Yeah, it gets um,
0: a bit harsh. And the... The weather like it's a lot of wind it's windy it's uh, rainy it's snowing
1: yeah it's not the <laughs> not the best does that make you tough
0: do you think I think i think I think so it makes you tough a little bit, but I also like the wine about it, yeah, but um,
1: <laughs> oh I see so it makes you tough, but you also get really good at complaining
0: i get- comp- i like oh fuck that weather today um but uh, and I really like coming somewhere else when when, like where there's actually like good weather. Like I'm a big weather person. Yeah. And I I like being in the sun. I like the heat. And so that's kind of where my mind wanders. It, it wants to be there.
1: Yes, Mallorca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. I come from England, and when we go back, even though it's not like Iceland, just the grey sky all yeah. the time makes me feel sad. The past year I spent
0: in England was, though, it was nice because then you had, like, a day and a night. I remember that. Like, yeah, it's definitely... During the winter, there's, like, okay, now it's day because it's bright outside. And then it's, like, okay, it's six o'clock, the sun is setting. And it's stuff like that. It's, like, okay, it actually is. It's not, like, one dark, like, days after days after days, like, I'm used to. So, yeah. I like that. Um, it was a bit different.
1: Does it help to set your body clock then? I mean, like, it sounds like it, you guys in Iceland, you yeah. could train at three o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the afternoon and it yeah. would feel the same. So we get some, well, there is like,
0: in Iceland that's a big, um, people get the like, post-lunch depression kind oh. of, it's called. Like, really? It, you just get like h- heavy like uh, it's like life gets a little bit hard sometimes when it's like dark all the time yeah. and you just don't really see any sunlight and it's like crazy weather and stuff like that right so like people get like mini depression and i uh, like m- like you get sad a little mm. bit like day after day always dealing with that for a long time you get a little bit sad so um it um it helps having just like a clear day and night mm. you know even though the weather is maybe not like the best.
1: Well, I, and I guess also doing things like CrossFit or some kind of high-intensity exercise helps with mood swings and depression as well. Yeah, so.
0: and I think it's just the uh, honestly because people have nothing else to do
1: <laughs> during
0: the. It's like, what are you gonna do? Like, there's nothing to do else. Let's go train. So people just train <laughs> and twice a day, and it's just like they make oh. the they make the time pass the days. Uh, the days pass like that.
1: I mean, is it a stereotype that every Icelandic person is super strong?
0: I think um, we are pretty strong, and it's uh, when you walk into a gym in Iceland, you see the normal person doing like muscle ups, and like this is just like John, like 38-year-old dad or whatever, like, and he's like coming into the and he's actually doing like muscle ups and like handstand walk and stuff like that so we are like you don't see that a lot in other in other gyms around the world i've been in it's just like the level is like a bit higher from for the normal population obviously for the competitors as well or has been um but the level i don't know what it is but we just um i don't know not afraid to, to just do go for it yeah i guess
1: so did you start doing crossfit in Iceland
0: when you yeah. were a kid or when was it? How did you begin? Um, 2013, late 2013. It was pretty new in Iceland back then. Um, <clears throat> I know uh, Annie was like the year after or, or like one and a half year after she won for the second time. And like the project was starting to grow. And I was, um, I was 18 at the time. Um, and I... Just came home from my exchangement year in 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 Spain, which left me a bit chubby, to say the least. chirpy? Uh, yeah. Well, it was a tough year for me <laughs> in Spain, and and um, I I did eat a lot. Just like oh, do you mean big? Yeah. I Okay. English, big. you
1: say chubby is like happy.
0: Ah, oh, no, chubby. Like chubby. chubby. Okay. So you were a little
1: bit over. Yeah. Well, come on, yes.
0: uh, <laughs> and I and I um. I just needed something like get back on track and like, I didn't want to look like that anymore. Um, and uh, I'd never done any sports when I was young, like, nothing, nothing that I stuck to. So, and I remember uh, my cousin was actually doing CrossFit at the time and I, and I was searching for CrossFit like boxes to go to. And I remember um, walking into the CrossFit box for the first time and I, I saw this girl. I still remember it like super vividly. I, I saw her and she was doing a ring muscle ups and I had never seen anything like that before. And I was just amazed. I was like, "Wow!" And I remember it was in August, and I was like, "Okay, by th- by Christmas, I'm going to be able to do that." Um, wow! That's yeah, it, it's like yeah, I know. <laughs> like I couldn't do one pull up. <laughs> I had no idea like how much work goes into performing a muscle up. Um, but yeah, it was something like. I sat my so like you were inspired. Yeah, I was like inspired and and I took like a beginner's class and and like I remember like doing snats for the first time and I had no idea what like any of this was. Um and after that I just got like really hooked on it. Yeah. And it wasn't until like 2015 maybe fifteen that I actually saw that I could maybe like be okay in it. Um and you mean to compete? Yeah, that I could actually do something. Um, and yeah, I just, I haven't looked back since. So
1: you didn't have a gymnastic background or a weightlifting no. background or anything?
0: No, nothing like that. Um, I wish I had a gymnastic background to be honest. Yeah, I you do,
1: because it seems to <laughs> be that if you do gymnastics from at an early age, it does help a lot yeah. with the CrossFit athletes. Yeah,
0: it does. But no, um... Uh, so I had to, like, I'm still struggling with gymnastics today, but that was, like, yeah, I needed to work a lot on it, and I still do.
1: What was your first competition like? When did you make the decision to compete? We
0: actually, me and my box from Iceland, we went to team to regionals uh in 2016. Oh, I was there. Yeah, it was in Madrid. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was a great weekend.
0: That was so much fun, but, oh, like, that was my first competition, like, a big competition, what, and I... What did
1: it feel like?
0: Oh, my God. Well, first of all, like, we actually had a shot on making the games. Like, we were like, okay, like, we can't screw up, because we actually... It was, like, five teams at the time that made the games, and um and I... um. And I remember <laughs> going into, like... Well, I, like, in 2016, I still struggled with a lot of things. Like, I, I didn't, like do a lot of muscle-ups at a time and stuff like that, so it was like, but the level was quite low back then as well for the mm. for the teams, it's not like that high, but I remember walking out to the floor for the first workout, <laughs> and I don't remember what the workout was, but I remember I was rowing, um, and I was just looking around, and I felt so sick, because I was just like, it was a lot, mm-hmm. and I was stressed, and and I was like rowing, I was rowing really hard, and I remember looking like beside me was like a chalk bucket and i remember like okay will anybody notice if i get up and throw up in that bucket and then just keep going i was like literally very sick like my nerves were going like but that's also like the first the first event it's always like a little bit nerve-wracking in every competition and and also when you're like first time ever like total rookie yeah um but we actually did up and uh, like we did make it and then t- and that was amazing well done uh, yeah, we, yeah and then we went to it wasn't it was the last year in la that the games were h- held there uh, and we competed there and it was just yeah it was an amazing experience and i also did go the year after but that was the first year in medicine uh, with the team uh, that was also very fun but yeah that was like my first big competition
1: so you, that was your first competition and you qualified and you went to the CrossFit Games? Yeah, it was like, okay, first competition. The <laughs>
0: <Hello. laughs> <Good laughs> like first competition, we go <laughs> That's incredible. regionals uh, and yeah, later the games. Yeah, it's
1: so a then, good fairy tale.
0: Yeah, it was like, it was super fun. so fun.
1: To get people to pinch you, like, you're here, yeah,
0: you're here. Was, yeah, it was like, I was well, just well, getting all the clothes yeah, and everything from Reef, and yeah, it was just amazing.
1: And what was it like competing at the actual games? I mean, is it like regionals times a million? Or had you kind of got got yourself in control by then? Was there a handy chalk bucket that you needed at any point?
0: It's just like with regionals, you couldn't fuck up anything because then you couldn't make it to the games. But then you were at the games and it was more like just... It was a good time. Just enjoy. Yeah, enjoy it. Have fun. I don't think, like we, I don't remember what placement we got at the Games, but um, it, it wasn't really. very good. No, like, <laughs> we, we were there and we were happy and uh, obviously I probably wouldn't have that mentality now, no. but back then, uh, for me, I couldn't have asked for more.
1: So you don't compete individually?
0: Uh, I didn't at the time, but no. now you can now control. i do yeah and what
1: what made the why did you switch from team to individual because you've got
0: um it's just
1: two very different
0: things i i like i like team very much and i i enjoy myself i think i enjoy myself more in a team uh not because it's easier it's actually like harder, mm. but it's just it's fun to be like with somebody Definitely. else um and uh And yeah, but I just wanted to see where I would stack up, Mm. like against, as I became better, I wanted to see where I would stack up. And I started doing like individual, I actually qualified for regionals in in 2017 as an individual, but I decided to go team, because I had already decided on that. Um, And then I qualified again for regionals in 2018, which was actually the last um, year regionals was held, Mm. but nobody knew at the time. Um so I went there it was a shitty experience to be honest and for me um it was like my first like big individual competition regionals to 18 um and what did you learn from that
1: experience
0: uh, Well first of all I I just went into it well I was a lot, injured a lot uh, I had injured my elbow and I sprained my ankle pretty bad like 2 weeks before um and so I just went into it kind of um not in the best mental shape. I just didn't think I belonged. Um and uh and it showed on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can say that. Um it all like it's just learning experience.
1: So how do you, when you have that kind of experience, how do you get yourself into a better mindset? Yeah. What, what tra- tactics do you
0: use? It was tough. I remember coming back from from. Um, regionals that year and I, uh, I remember I didn't do any kind of CrossFit for, I don't think, like two months or something. I just biked. Like I biked and I biked and I biked. <laughs> um, uh, just because I didn't want to, like, I was just done with um, doing, like, I didn't want to do anything I wasn't good at. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mind was just, like, really tired.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, it. I think it's just important to do something that you think is fun mm. for a little bit. And then I just started jumping in on workouts with my, uh, like, with my friends and stuff like that. Uh, and, like... I didn't go back into programmed workouts for me until I like was ready to do it. Um, but soon enough, you forget and and you move on. Um, and after that, came like all the changes in CrossFit and semifinals mm-hmm. and it's been kind of like up in the air, like since then. And obviously, then um, COVID and everything, yeah. so it's been like a little bit. I I didn't do any individual competitions after the regionals um, until like almost a year later it was like 10 months 11 months later I did the Reykjavik CrossFit Championships RCC Mm -hmm. that was the first time that was held in Reykjavik Um, and that didn't go really well either
1: so yeah that was
0: like well um, what happened there? um, I just don't think Mentally, I was just never, I just never thought I belonged with a, those type of girls. Like, I thought, what's like, what's the
1: difference though between you and the other? Well,
0: I, you always look at somebody else and you're like, wow, like, look at her, like, she looks amazing, and oh, she's probably in like a much better shape than me, and you always like downplay yourself a little bit, and that's what I did a lot.
1: Comparison is the thief, yeah, joy. It is, saying? like, it is,
0: and, um, and I just, in all competitions, I just never thought I, like, belonged there on the competition floor with with them. Um, these, like, top athletes in Europe, like, mm-hmm. the top female athletes in Europe is, like, a tough region as well. Um, yeah, that didn't go very well. And I, I actually ended up going, taking a vacation after um, I went to Dubai for a little bit. And... Um, yeah, I just didn't do any competitions until, well, I met my ex-boyfriend at the time, um, that summer after after RCC. And um, and he actually helped me a lot, like, build, like, a stronger foundation mm-hmm. um, and just build myself as an athlete. And I, I learned a lot from him. Like, I was beginning to see, like, okay, like, I'm not that bad. Like, I'm, like, I can maybe do well in a competition Um, and I did a lot of qualifiers for a lot of competitions coming up yeah
1: Um, online qualifiers yeah online
0: qualifiers for like the lowland throwdown a german throwdown I like I did a bunch of them and I had like planned like a lot of competitions Um, and then like Covid hit.
1: Yeah.
0: And there were no competitions anymore.
1: Frustration, frustrating. Yeah, and I
0: actually, like, it was frustrating because mm, yeah. I, I also wanted to do this last year before I had to go to school. Like, I wanted to do that last year, like, hit it hard, like, with competitions because I felt in good shape and I felt, like, ready to do it. And I and I really wanted to do, like, the mo- make the most of it, you mm. know, before I needed to, like, actually Stop doing just CrossFit and and actually start doing something else as well. Um, and then yeah, COVID came and uh, and, and there were everybody's no plans. yeah there were no competitions. So I just ended up going to school actually. But
1: so what are you studying?
0: Um, chiropractic. Uh,
1: in the UK. Yeah.
0: And
1: in, in year one
0: or year two yeah, now. Year
1: two now. How are you going to balance training and studying?
0: It was kind of tough last year also because of the UK was pretty bad with COVID. Yeah. Uh, so we had a lot of lockdowns. So I actually, well, it's good and the bad There's like the school is online. So I can actually go and train like more how I like and just like listen to the lectures when I have time and stuff like that, which I really like yeah. actually. It's good for the athlete life. Um, but then we also had like complete lockdown and i wasn't able to go to a gym for i don't know from january until april like there were no gyms like i i tried doing stuff in my garage but i uh, they didn't let me do that the people like oh, the building owners all oh, right um so i just ran i ran a lot during during the lockdown but i didn't have access to a gym Engine building uh, mm-hmm.
1: cardio lots of engine building <laughs> yeah,
0: just running, <laughs> yeah. like I had nothing else, I had no equipment, um, and that was that was early early this year, actually, yeah it was um <laughs> and then like the open comes around, and the gyms are still closed. Mm-hmm. So I ended up doing like the open on the street and in somebody's basement and like oh, okay you have a pull-up rack like can I come and use it for yeah. like a little bit and it was just like a hassle uh, and I did open but <clears throat> I I remember saying to my manager at the time um, that I didn't want to do like now it's like the open uh, quarterfinals and then semifinals and I did the Open and you only have to be like top 10% in, in, in Europe to advance and like obviously I was that but I just didn't know if I wanted to do like the quarterfinals because I, I felt like everyone else had been training
1: yeah
0: like and I was like alone mm. I, obviously I wasn't but that's the method yes. you go to like like I haven't been to a gym I haven't lifted the barbell like properly in like three months uh, you start start like, mm-hmm. it goes just to your head, so. yeah, yeah, it goes to your head and I, I, I just remember saying like I'm not gonna do the quarterfinals because I just don't want to, like I feel like I can be better than this so I don't want to see myself like low on the leaderboard and shatter my, uh, like everything yes. I've been building, mm-hmm. you know, yeah and uh, thankfully he talked me into it, just do it, um, and I did, and I ended up in the quarterfinals, like forty-fifth place in Europe, and then and the top sixty advanced to the semifinals, which is put up in two competitions, and they were virtual as well. So it's like, yeah, so yeah. it was like uh, done in your home gym, you know? Mm-hmm. There were like real competitions, yeah. um, and I ended up doing actually pretty good. Or, like, much better than I expected, given the circumstances I had, like, been dealing with, or we had been dealing with. Um, and I ended up placing, I think, 13th or 11th. I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> because, they com- because there was the, um, the Lowlands and yeah, the German throwdown yeah. going on at the same time. Do Everyone doing the same workouts. Workout. So it was an intense weekend. Yeah, I remember was... three days of... Hmm? Yeah. Some very incredible scenes of people pushing themselves to the limits.
0: Yeah, it was it was intense but it was also fun and I just enjoyed like I found like the joy in it again, like competing, although I wasn't like competing with anybody <laughs> because yeah. it, it was like virtual, but
1: But we well, you, you did have some people around us, so does it make a difference between doing it well, it must make a difference between doing it on your own in someone's garage compared to yeah in a gym with somebody coming it know, makes it, make... it makes
0: all the difference yeah. It just the setting the setting we had for semi-finals was really good i think um it helped me a lot just having people around and people wanting you to do good you know they're like rooting for you yeah. um in a way and it's um the
1: squad at c23 are, are yeah, good
0: people good uh, so good people c23 is like yeah i wouldn't have wanted to do it any other any other place to be honest um so yeah it actually went good or like better than and i was just thinking okay imagine if i actually would have been able to train, like, where I would have placed then.
1: So you're feeling more motivated than ever?
0: Yeah, well, after semi-finals I was like, okay, like, I was motivated. And I still am, like, Mm. so... And I was just thinking, okay, I'm like, what seven places away from a game spot in a really, really tough region? Mm. Like, Europe is one of, like, it is the toughest region for girls. Definitely. Like, in the world. Um, We have a lot of, like, strong, strong athletes. There was fire lit at good. that time, and yeah, we'll see how it goes. I've been yeah.
1: What are your plans now then? So, are you training towards any competitions coming up? Or yeah, it... so
0: I did two competitions, just a smaller one, like smaller competitions this summer, which was actually good. I won one and second in the other one. Good job. Yeah, it's it's nice. Like it, it gives you
1: confidence. Well, it
0: gives confidence. It also just gives you a little bit of money. Oh no, that's true. <laughs> yeah, like. But like it, it's enough for me to be able to do it.
1: Yeah, you, know? you have to pay to travel. Yeah, to it costs yeah.
0: us to to. It does cost us money to mm. compete. Um, but now I've been here for three weeks in Madrid, and we are training for no Madrid, sorry, in Mallorca, and we are training for Madrid CrossFit Championships. That is actually in three weeks. Yep, two and a half. So (laughs) that's going to be interesting. That's going to be like the first big, like real competition, like where we're like not competing in a box Mm -hmm. um, since like it's more like a regional style competition. Like it's a big competition. So that's going to be in the middle of uh, October. So I have that one planned and then I'm planning to do if I can go actually. I'll have to see with school, um, Elfit in Egypt. Oh, that's a crush competition! i well. this one, that's mm-hmm. going to be exciting. So, I got a wild card there, and invite they invited me over, and um, so I'm gonna to go to that in
1: November. Schedule some sightseeing time,
0: yeah, I've see the pyramids, Egypt.
1: yeah, it's incredible. Go. I'm,
0: I'm excited if I go, it will be amazing.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: it's like a very different place yeah to go. absolutely
1: but it would be when you get that opportunity to travel to really different countries it's kind of that's like a, yeah that's like a, a, that's like a side party. benefit isn't it's it like out of europe <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and then we're planning on doing waterpalooza or i'm planning on doing waterpalooza with uh mia uh, mia Hasketh and mm-hmm. and julie and we are planning on going team there so that should be good fun We'll see if there's any like smaller competitions. You just have to like keep your eyes open as well for the smaller competitions. And if there are any like jump on it because it's like you never know what's going to happen.
1: And then what will happen after Waterpalooza? You just like basically just aiming straight at the Open.
0: Yeah, then it's basically the Open. And hopefully next year semi-finals will be not virtual. Mm. So that is my aim, like the ultimate, like I want to do one well of the semi-finals. What that means doing well, we'll have to see at that time. Like I'm not saying doing well, like the top five or the top 10 would be yeah. like good for me. Um, so that's my goal I wanna do well at the semi-finals. I
1: wonder as well if another way of you measuring your own success is how you feel personally. It, d- it doesn't matter so much about the position on the leaderboard, but yeah. whether or not you've actually come out of it feeling yeah. I did my best, I didn't throw up in a chalk bucket, and I felt good about myself all weekend. Is that another way mm. of measuring the Yeah, hundred percent.
0: We're all different athletes and what's easy for you might not be easy for me, and what's Mm. easy for me might not not be easy for you. And it's those, like, small victories that leave you, like, happy. Even though maybe you didn't get a place to the games, you, like, still showed up and you fought, and, like, and you had some, like, small victories along the way. Um, And that's, like, all you can ask for, really, just show up and and do your best and surprise yourself, Mm. you know?
1: So... Tell me about how you, or a, a typical day in your life be Visala, you must be training a lot and studying a lot. How does it pan out? Um,
0: this summer has actually been really good because we have had a long summer break because of COVID. <laughs> so I've had like a lot of time just to train and do what I want a little bit. Um, but like when I'm not in school, a training, like two times a day training would like is what I do um and it's like the perfect tra- I have really good training days here so that's like if you would ask me like what is your like perfect training day it would probably be here in Mallorca wake up like go to c23 c23 is like it just has a good vibe you know, it's a, I walk in and I'm like, I'm motivated to train. I'm like, okay, like I'm here to train and that's what I do. Um, and it's like, it's not always like that in all gyms. No? No, it's, a, it's just has like this... Friendly. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know what it is. It just has that like motivational vibe in that gym. So I love being there. So wake up and go there and I train, chill a little bit between sessions. I have some food, train again. Um, and I'm usually,
1: when I'm here, I'm usually done at like 5, 4.35. Would you typically train with Jack and Gabby and the other guys, like the program so, crew, or would you go, on, go in on your own? Since, since I've been
0: here, um, we've all been doing our separate things. But we all do it at the same time. Like, we're all training from like 10 to... Mm. like twelve thirty or whatever so it's not like I'm alone in the gym although I'm doing like my workouts and stuff like that yeah um so that's fine so we actually like we do train together although we're not training like competitive style um so that's good as well that keeps me motivated as well uh just seeing everybody like do their best and working on okay she's working on that like weakness of hers like i should like i'm gonna work on like mine and it's just like it's a good um it's a good setting supportive it is um and i always like with them jacqueline and gabby like i i really like them i think they are um they're amazing athletes and and they're just good good humans i really like spending time with them and i for me like i i always want them to do super good as well. Oh, me too, yes. Yeah, it's just not like we're competitors, Mm. but it's still like, I just like them. Yeah. So I'm like super stoked for them if they they do good. And I think that's like the only, that's just how it should be. Like, Mm. well, we're just all, all doing our best and sometimes we win and sometimes we lose, but you can't like take away anything that anybody else is doing. So I think that's like, the vibe is really supportive, I feel like.
1: What? Are you following a nutrition plan, or is there anybody helping you with your food? Have you figured it out for yourself? What's the, what's the mm, score there?
0: No, I've been dabbling with it since a long time, actually, since like two sixteen. sixteen. Uh, nobody's helping me. No, um, uh, I mostly do it by myself. If I'm counting macros, which, like, I do like maybe like five months a year or something. I kind of know a little bit what to eat and what not. I'm just like a food lover. I love food and I love eating. Um and um and that I don't think that will ever change. Good. Um but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I know what I should eat and what I shouldn't, but if I do the right Uh-oh. thing isn't it? maybe not always like it depends on what I'm thinking at that moment. <laughs> like I do know what I should eat and what mm-hmm. I shouldn't and how much and and stuff like that and and when I I am tracking macros um like I if I track macros I can see a lot of difference really soon um, why so, don't
1: you do it all the time
0: I just can't be bothered to be honest and also I don't want I've had like not the greatest experience with macro counting so I don't want to becomes be consumed by it again. It can
1: become obsessive
0: for some people. It yeah, can, like for
1: sure, I've seen people get
0: obsessive. Yeah. Them. So and not in a good way, you know. So it's just like, um, yeah, it can become like quite an obsession. Um, I just don't want, like, I want to be doing it the healthy way. Mm. And when I feel like doing it and I feel good in a good mental space, I'll do it. Uh, but if not, like, I, I'm not gonna risk it because I did actually end up uh, like at a pretty bad place back in like 2017-18 really that was also when I was having like the bad regionals competitions Mm -hmm. and 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 RCC and and everything like that the bad competitions I was just like in a pretty bad headspace regarding food Um, because I had like when I discovered what macro counting was like I I had enormous success, Mm -hmm. like really, like I think I had like a 12 week cutting program from RP strength and that like it showed after 12 weeks, like I I was like down like seven kilos and I was like, I was pretty skinny. I was like down to 63 kilos and I'm, I'm 170, like I'm five foot seven. I'm like a taller athlete and I was like really, I was skinny. I was light. and I should just be a little bit heavier you know um, and after that uh, like cutting program you go on to like a massing program to build up and that's how it goes like you cut you mass you cut your yes. mass you maintain blah 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 and I just remember after being like deprived of food for like 12 weeks and beginning to mass again <laughs> yeah I just <laughs> lost control you know and it was just a tough time because I could never get it under control again mm-hmm. and I just started like gaining the weight again and and, and and then we started cutting again and and they just continued to take more and more food away because I wasn't losing any anyway, because I was just like not eating anything during the day and eating a lot during the night like because I was just so hungry that I ended up eating like I don't know I could eat like a whole pizza by myself because I was just like my body was just it was just a bad bad cycle yeah. And it was just, it just consumed my mind. Like I, I was like, that was the only thing I thought about like during the day, like eating. And if I had been good, if I had been bad, like oh, if yeah, I had been bad, be bad. <sighs> if I had like had an ice cream the day after, I would like starve myself and just do cardio until like four. Uh, and then I would be so hungry. So I would just eat a lot then as well. Instead of just like, okay, like I had an ice cream, let's just have breakfast. Yeah. yeah like and, forgive
1: move on <laughs>
0: yeah like and I was like I having ice cream is like a sin it's just like i thought about it like that and and it was just it was bad um so i tried like counting again i tried for a long time and and i just ended up gaining like more and more weight and my uh, yeah it was just a bad experience really and i i just um i was really consumed by uh what i ate and how I looked and how I used to look or like when I was done cutting and like and yeah. comparing those two bodies and um and it was just um it was a really tough time cuz I uh like recovering from this is it, it takes time yeah. it takes time for me to like it came to that point when I if there was like a cut cake on the table like I would I could not stop thinking about that cake
1: mm-hmm.
0: um because it was like a window for me to eat it and like okay let's eat as much as we can because you know you're not allowed to so So, get
1: it in before anybody notices yeah it's
0: just like okay you're cheating now for like 10 minutes like let's go
1: yeah and
0: like and I could never just have like one slice and then be done with it you know I had to like eat everything all the cake it became like this like I could eat until I would throw up you know um, so just ha- building like a normal relationship with food again, it has taken a long, long time. And I, I think like last year, it was, it's maybe been a year since I um, actually felt like okay again. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and I actually started counting macros again before the semifinals because I couldn't go to the gym and I just wanted to like do, what I could like to help me like these small things I could do okay okay I can like track my food and make sure at least I'm getting enough in and stuff like that so that was like the first time I actually started counting macros again. How did you
1: feel about that?
0: That was actually fine and I would said to myself like okay if I feel a little bit strange like if I feel yeah. those thoughts coming back into my head like I'm, I'm quitting like then I don't do it anymore. Yeah. But it was actually it was good I did it for like 6 weeks or something and it was actually quite okay and right now i'm just like i'm in a good place like i i can actually like i can have an ice cream and not like worry about don't it feel
1: bad about yeah it. and i
0: also don't have like i don't need to have an ice cream like no. i can have it or i cannot like it's it's fine
1: yeah um well done so yeah
0: like it's just been and i have talked about this on instagram as well i Put like a ten-minute video on there. I but there were so many people that like related to me, mm. and like girls were sending me messages like, like how did you get out of it? Like, yeah. like I'm in this now. Like how? And like the only thing I can tell them is just you just have to. It's like step by step. It's little by little. Like there's no magical solution to this. You just need to do it like little by little, and just be kind to yourself as well. It's just, um,
1: I um, I heard something, I mean, you haven't had a baby, so you don't have the same analogy, but like to treat your body like you would treat your own child, mm. and that is, to me, like, it really triggered me. It was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. It was a nutrition coach that I know who told me. And it's like, you just have to treat yourself with so much care. Yeah, I think that, that applies to a lot of things as well, like...
0: Uh, treat yourself and your self-image like you would want, like you would treat your 12-year-old sister mm-hmm. who is like growing up. Like how are you going to speak to her? Exactly. And why don't I speak like that to me?
1: Exactly. <laughs> why don't you? <laughs> yeah, it's just
0: like it's wild because I would never think those things about anybody else, but I feel like it's okay to think those things about myself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. It, it applies to a lot of things. This mentality. Like, why aren't you kinder to yourself? Um, It's just wild how how you let yourself, you beat yourself down, but then, like, you would never say those, never say those things to another individual. Exactly. But it's okay because it's you. Um, Yeah,
1: it's weird. So you're saying that a lot of girls contacted you on Instagram when you put that post up about your own struggles with body image. Do you think that, that's something that happens across all sports or just crossfit or is it something that is I think it's just specific about macros and dieting
0: no I just think today with social media it's really easy to get caught up in how other people look and what they're doing and you see these posts on instagram of these influencers and 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 stuff like that and and not just influencers, but also just, like, other athletes. Um, and you just don't feel like you compare, mm. you know. But, but other people would probably say, I do compare. Yes. But I just don't feel like I do. Because I look at other people and I'm like, wow, they're so amazing. Like, wow, they have, like, look at their apps and, and stuff like that. But in reality, it's just, like... And first of all, people just put on Instagram what they want the world to see.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, And second of all, like, not all of us are genetically equipped to look a certain way. Right. And it's just like, like, I know I'm fit, but I'll probably never, I don't look like a fitness model. Like, I will never have, like, I'll never be super lean because I just... I don't know, I it's just it doesn't not me. Sound like a
1: healthy place for you to be anyway.
0: No, but like and then you look yeah. at girls competing and stuff like that and they look like I don't know, they could fucking destroy Tia <laughs> or whatever and like and it's just like looks aren't everything, you know, yeah. like but it can be deceiving Instagram nowadays and it's I think it's just really, really hard to keep up with the standards and they go up and down and up and down and like and like now like ten years ago not even ten like five years ago um nobody cares about cares about like butts no. but today
1: it's if you don't have
0: yeah if you don't have a big round butt like what are you doing here? <laughs> you like you know it's just like and that's like social media for you it's just uh that's just what you see all day and, uh, and you get caught up in it and, and, and as a result you might you die it and mm-hmm. it might become just like an obsession and, and I see myself like I do this as well like I com- like, compare myself constantly to other girls on social media um, I have no idea who those girls are or if the photo is photoshopped or what mm-hmm, she's doing exactly. or I just see that photo I'm like okay damn she looks like really good and then I'm like looking at myself in the mirror I'm like mm. like I'm not happy with what I see because I'm like comparing myself and I think that's like a circle it's really easy to get lost in in today's like social media they tell you like how you should be and what's in today and like like now, yeah. it's just influencer. I don't know.
1: There's a bit that you can't see, which is in here and in here. That's, yeah, that's, and what I'm that's really the thing that we the, have to remember. It's yeah, like everybody, like your mindset and the and the honesty and the, and the frank the frank way you're talking about your struggles is something that might shock a lot of people because most most people are going, oh, wow, Sona, she's so pretty, she's so beautiful, she's got a great body. But yet, you yeah you may not think those things about yourself. No,
0: and I I I like to speak openly about it because why wouldn't I? Like why because I know other people have these insecurities and mm. it's just it's normal and it's hard not to have these insecurities today with how things are. And as as I said like I have no idea what these people are like experiencing or what their life is like or the pictures i see on and on social media all i can see is like the right lighting and the right pose and like yeah exactly.
1: and, and you don't even see all the pictures that are in the bin
0: yeah like you can imagine <laughs> how many pictures were taken yeah and stuff like that and but yeah this is like this constant comparing that it's it gets exhausting really and i i'm like i am trying to be better at it
1: <laughs> like i'm really trying it's like um you uh, need to go to an Instagram diet well it's and like fast.
0: my my friend actually t- told me one thing um a while back she was like i was like oh yeah i just ordered these pants and i like usually always wear black pants and but i really liked those like like the trainer leggings i bought were like a little bit of color mm. like they were like i don't know they were like tie dye black and white and and i was just like well I'm just not sure I can wear them because, like, I don't feel good in wearing not black. And that's what I said to her. And she was like,
1: because well... Because black is slimming.
0: Yeah, black is like... Yeah. You just feel comfortable in black, you know. And I'm just not used to wearing light-coloured training clothes. And she was just like... She said, if you're not going to wear them now, when are you going to wear them? The time is now to do it. So if you're not going to do it now, you're never going to do it. I really took that to heart. I was like, yeah, well... If I'm gonna do, like, why should I not? Absolutely. You know, because it's not gonna get, I'm not gonna say like it's not gonna get any better, but it is not. As I get older, I probably won't put on, I'll feel more discouraged putting on my tight, tight, tight pants. You have this opportunity to just go with it and stop like being so much in your head. So, like just put on the pants and go work out, and I can promise you, like nobody is watching you. Nobody cares. Nobody cares, <laughs> and if anything, they're probably thinking, look like, those
1: pants those are so cute. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. It's
0: just like nobody is thinking, like, oh, why is she wearing this? Like, no, that's just not what people do. I, I never, I never catch myself doing that. At least, mm. I, if someone is takes her shirt off or and doesn't look like a Instagram model. I'm. That's when I'm like, oh my god, like,
1: that's Correct. good.
0: Like, yeah. conc- like I wish I had your like self confidence. May- and maybe it's not self confidence. Maybe it's a struggle of hers. But she's like decided to do it. And, like, it's just like you never know what people are experiencing. You know.
1: This is uh, uh, there's a, a couple of um, Facebook groups that I'm in, which are for women who do CrossFit. And there's a hashtag which is wear the damn shorts. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I yeah, I just like get them on. Rarely do, but
0: because it's like it's a little bit uncomfortable. But
1: yeah. just wear the damn shorts. It's hot here. Want... Take off yeah, your it's t-shirt. Nice. <laughs> it's like hot and, and difficult to train with a lot of clothes on. Yeah, and I have this. I have that struggle, so I completely understand. But the the thing that we see in um women's body types and CrossFit in particular, especially the elite athletes, it's like the really super strong, muscular, abs, all everything's defined. And then that's something that's now become like a beauty norm, whereas before, in the sort of 80s, 90s, it was skinny girls that were what everyone wants to look like. So it's all changed,
0: hasn't it? Yeah, it's just like, you can't keep up, can you? <laughs> <laughs> what would you
1: like me like, to look like today? <laughs> like, I
0: need some time to build muscle if yeah. that's going to be in fashion. Um, but yeah, no, I really like that way we're going, though. Mm. Um, not that, I like, people can be however they want. Like, I'm not saying that, but I just don't want... It's good that women who are masculine are not, like, frowned upon. Yeah. Still, I like that, Um, that it's a little bit more normal to be. And I actually, because I've been like thriving in this world for a long time. I actually think it's so cool. Like... Me too. Yeah, it's just like, um, I prefer it for myself. People have not always been... It's been a long, long Mm -hmm. journey, you know, for women to be able to just present like how okay, I do a sport, mm. like, I put for fucking hours and hours and hours in the gym, like, each and every day to look like that, or, like, not to look like that, but I, and as a result, I look like that, and it's a result of hard work, yeah. and know, which is really cool as well.
1: Because that's the thing, so many people go, oh, she must be on steroids, or they must be taking something, but that actual reality is, it's years and years of dedication yeah. and hard work it to is develop a body that can look like a CrossFit athlete's body yeah of course it's,
0: it's years in the gym training, it's years of training it's like hours and hours of work put in but also some of them are just like genetically like lucky in that sense like they are they build muscle quick, they're super fucking strong I'm not saying like Obviously, not all of us are like that. But those top women, like, they... They put in the work and it shows. Mm. But they're also just built for it. You know, this is just what they're, like, meant
1: to do. I, I like the way that um, the um uh, women's bodies in CrossFit kind of almost reflect the way that their position in CrossFit is as well. It's like, we are seen as as equals in this sport, the women get paid the same amount of prize mm-hmm. money and in fact I think, it could, I be, think it, it could be that actually the women get more sponsored, better sponsorship deals as well. Yeah, well we, we do have
0: that social media to think as well. Yeah, you know, <laughs>
1: um, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah,
0: um, but I th- actually I would think it would be so wild if we wouldn't get the same amount of money as the guys in the competition. But that
1: there's would, still competitions I, I out know.
0: there like that, in other sports where we don't get the same money. That is crazy. But um, The this has always been, like the equality between mm. us has just always been like spot on. And for that I'm really thankful. Yeah, imagine how crazy it would be if they would actually like raise the guys money. And look. <laughs> Which is like be the reality. Revol- it would
1: be a revolution of angry, strong women. Right, <laughs> yeah, I don't think they would dare to actually.
0: But that is just, that is wild yeah. actually and that that still
1: that's what also makes it a a, kind of a modern and appealing sport for a lot of younger women Mm -hmm. as well i think because they see they look up to people they see um, role models who are working hard and training hard and and being honest and being real and be human and they see that hard work does pay off and Mm -hmm. that you can progress but it takes a lot in not just physical attributes but mental attributes as well to succeed the cool thing about crosshair as
0: well is that you can have training partners that are like men yeah and you can still compete and you can beat them and you yeah and it's just like well we have the same workout but i just have a little bit less on my because i'm also like 20 kilos lighter than you Mm -hmm. like and stuff. but it's still like the same workout and it's just like the competition like, if I beat you, it's because I was better. It wasn't because I had like a lighter bar, like because the raps are the same, and mm-hmm. like for me, this is like seventy percent of my max, well, this is seventy percent of your like stuff like that that's just
1: yeah you can it's that's parity, there's equality I mean, yeah I, I like that
0: that is it is, and it, it's um, it's really fun,
1: actually. well, thank you so much, Sola, for today been fascinating talking to you and thank you for being so honest of course brilliant and good luck this, <laughs> this winter thank i'll you. be following you and cheering i'll be yelling at youtube every time <laughs> there's <a laughs> anything being streamed because you'd be all over the place competing and see you soon yeah thank you for having me <laughs> thanks so much the solar for that candid interview Look out for a follow-up episode coming very soon where I catch up with the new elite female champ of the Madrid CrossFit Championships. Well done, Sola. You smashed it. Until then, thanks for listening and bye-bye.
0: Don't miss the next episode. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Europe is Coming is a programme production and hosted by Vicky McLeod.